my goodness. Man, how many of y'all love God? <laughs> See, love is an expression. Love is an action. Love, does, love is not idle. Love does this. It seeks only to love. It don't seek to be loved. It seeks to love. Man. Why y'all want to get in that flow? Love takes no account. It keeps no score. Of the wrong. Yes, some people have done you wrong. Yes. But love keeps no account of it. No score. Mmm. It's the answer for everything. See, that's the power, the dudamus that works in us. It's God's love. Mm, see, I thought a few people would be excited about that. That's the power. That's the same power that raised your risen Messiah, King. It's the same power that raised him up. His love is what rose him out. That love is what gave him the power to snatch back the keys from the enemy. That love, listen, it, it's that love that took the sting out of death. It's that love. The same love, same power works in you. It's the reality of it. So I've been doing a series on the battle for the new mind. Okay. Know how to work the old mind. It's, it's on automatic. But you are a new creation now. All things have been made new. Old things have what? Passed away. All things are now fresh and new. What a God do we serve. Now them things that happened to you, now where the enemy meant to destroy you, now they're meant now in God's kingdom to elevate you. That's right. That's right. But see, think. I think my mic is going in and out here. Help me out. I need everybody to get every word that I'm saying. Amen. I don't know if this is need to be untangled back there or something. All right. We can edit this out, y'all. We good? All right. I feel good. And I know he told you I've been up since 1030 yesterday. I have not slept. I'm like, well, that must be great then. Must be good. T's mom must be here. <laughs> How you doing, mom? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Oh, my goodness. And we got some new people. What we got here? Well, not, yeah, I know you. <laughs> we do our stretching play. Okay. Right here, who we are. What's your name, sir? Murphy. Murphy. How you doing? How you doing? I tell you what. I tell you what. Now, see, I'm sorry. Let me let me go there first. See, see, you you have to know. See, you 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 know a man by his praise and his worship, whether he's faking or not. He don't know nobody, but he feel free and open. To express himself in God's house. Continue. Murphy, right? 
Murphy. He said, send Judah first. Send the praisers first. See, you just know when a, when a person just, listen, projects, you know, his relationship with God. He, you can't be quiet. It don't matter where you are. You cannot be quiet. Said, so let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That means you got to open your mouth. Put your voice print in the atmosphere. Ah, I love that. Got another praise in here. Got some bass in that thing. All right. Every woman, if you, hey men, if you're not married, they want to praise her. A worshiper. All right, that's right. Somebody that know God. I got some, I got an amen back here. <laughs> Shout unto the Lord. <laughs> Woo! You could be broke, but if you got your praise, she like, oh yeah. He won't be broke long though, but he got a praise. Oh, come on with this thing. Y'all playing with this thing. See, and I ain't even really just talking about money. I'm talking about like broken spirit. Everybody, <laughs> talking about broken spirit. You, oh man, I'm trying. Let me get in there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> God put God put people in your, in your <laughs> Amen. God put people in your heart and your mind. Y'all know I'm a. Amen. All right. All right, Joseph. Now, don't start it, Joseph. I love that man back there. I love that. I like interaction. I don't like no dead church. I just like order. I like, ain't nothing wrong with a little outburst. That's great. I love that. Talk back to me because I, if I was sitting, I'd be talking back to you too. Pastor, you better say that. Why they ain't praising? I'm praising. Why they ain't praising with me? See, I'd be just like that. We got to have a good time. We're going to be here for a minute. Let's have a good time and laugh. Amen. Man, I tell you, now, I, like, I, love, I love what God has presented to me, um, which is his sheepfold, which is you. And I take very seriously uh, my shepherding. I'm not a hireling because the Bible got hirelings. They got shepherds that are hirelings. They don't care about the people. So I, I'm not a hireling. I'm called according to his purpose. And you should know your purpose too. If you don't, your purpose is revealed to you in the presence of God. So maybe some of us don't know our purpose because we haven't been in the... It's a continuous revealing. Amen? This is a Bible study group. This is a ministry. You are the church. This is just a building. The building uh, burned up. And where's the church? That's right. It's where two or three are gathered. Church just simply means the called out ones. You are the ecclesia. You are the tabernacle. You are where God house himself. So I just want us to make sure that you have to get understanding. And you, sometimes you have to hear things over again. That's how you learn. And, and you got to know your pastor is not your enemy. He's your friend. He's a professional friend. He's a friend so much he'll tell you the truth. 
when you believe in the lie? I'm going to tell you the truth. I just got to make some things here, put it out. All right, you know. All right, you got to do that. See, that's what a good shepherd does. All right, we should all be going in the same direction. Thinking the same thing, amen? amen. All right, so I like to, um, I, you know, certain things I, I, I put on my heart for the men. Um, and I have this excellent book that I, I want to give to uh, a very awesome, powerful father and man of God in the house. And it's called Switch on Your Brain, but it's the key to peak happiness, thinking and health. So everything is tied. Your whole health is tied to your way you think. Yes. So I just want to give it, you know, excuse me for a second. I like coming in the crowd. Hey, bro. Hey. It's already signed. See, Rod, what I see in you. You don't yet see. But what I see in you, you don't. He has the same name as me. All right, there you go. That name is me. So I just wanted to share that with you. I see some things. I know some things. And I want to share some things with you. Amen. All right, shepherd got to be ready. Gotta be, you got, you, I told you, a shepherd is designed for your wilderness journey. Remember, I, remember Moses? All right, now, he grew up in Pharaoh's house. Wait a minute. Prior to their 40 years in the wilderness, he had spent 40 years already in the wilderness. So familiar with the land. He was familiar with the gods of the Canaanites. Uh, all the Assyrians. He was familiar with all the gods. He grew up in Pharaoh's house. So he understood, you know, false gods. So you have to have a, a shepherd who's designed for your wilderness journey. Who know what it's like to be divorced. Who know what it's like to have a blended family. See, you got to know and know what it's like to forgive somebody who stabbed you three times. You raised his kids and you bring them into the kingdom. You got to understand that. And nothing in my heart toward them except love. Man, Ooh. okay. Let's see. Where was I at? Wilderness journey. All right. So that's where we are right now. Moses' job was to lead them to the promised land. The promised land. It was already promised to them. It was theirs. All they had to do was what? Go there. Occupy it. All right. It wasn't an easy road, but it was theirs. Salvation is yours. It's not an easy road, but it's yours. It's there. We're still on the same journey. This is why you have to have a shepherd. He's the one that's leading you to Shemayim, heaven. That's our, that's, isn't that our objective? Ain't that where we're on our way to? See, we ain't earthbound. We're heavenly bound. That's my home. All right, not here. We... The way you've been ministered so much about the word is that you don't want to leave. You want to stay here. Paul said, I, I want to go. It's expedient, but I have to stay here. And he said, it's better for you. So you can't be afraid of death. Not if you're living right. <laughs> he said, he, 
He stripped the earth, everything from harming you. That sickness, disease, you, you're just here for a moment. Your praise and your worship is a rehearsal. All of the feasts that you, uh, that you observe, the Lord's feast, they're not the Jewish feast, they're the Lord's feast. They're his feast. He said, these are mine. He didn't say these are the Jewish feasts. He said, these are mine. All of those things represent his coming. Okay. We have to learn, y'all. Jesus said, come and learn of me. Not me, but him. That's another thing. Our songs that we sing, uh, so much our worship songs are not really to God. They're just to you. I got the favor of God. That's not, I'm talking about, I want to hear about God, you know, the blood. You know, what he's my redeemer. See, but we, all these songs are about you. I thought they were supposed to be about God and what he's done. I'm going to worship him for who he is. I don't want worship for who, me, I don't, not me. How I feel. I want to acknowledge my God. I want to keep him on the throne of my heart, not me. Can we do that? All right. Well, to do that, we need to do Proverbs 12.1. We need to do Proverbs 12.1. All right. No, this is not tradition. Tradition kills the truth. You need to let Holy Spirit flow in the house. Amen? All right. Go ahead. Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Any questions? I didn't write that. As it's been there all the while. Okay. There's some other things. As, <laughs> as a shepherd. Yeah, that's really good, ain't it? So we're here to learn, right? We're not here to complain. I got a teaching on that. The seed of complaint. We have to be very careful with the seed of complaint. Oh, we're going to get in today. I'm, I got some stuff. I got some fun stuff for you today too, though. But as a pastor, you have, there's certain things that you have to do when you come in. And a lot of times uh, in religious, in religion, we just... You know, we just turn here and it's, you know, all about the pastor. It is absolutely not about me. It's about God. And he should always be our focus. Amen? Amen. Right. Know them that dwell and labor amongst you. I got my hand on the plow. Who, who's with me? Amen. Who hand is on the plow? There are certain things that we have to do and behaviors that we have to have to actually get in. You actually have to forgive. You, you can't get in just because you're tired. And you come to church. There's a behavior. There's an intent of the heart that God deals with. What's your motive? He deals with that. So it's certain things I just want us to know. It, it, there's scriptures that. As believers, there's some things that we, we don't quite know how to operate in. 
And we should have that before I get into the lesson. So I want to show you one. Um, I want to make sure you do this because so, we can get slip up and get mad and do the opposite. Go to Proverbs since we're in there. 24. It's not the it is the teaching budget. I, I'm notorious for side notes. So I want to give us a, a few of these to think about since we're talking about thinking. You know, you're, you are what you think. And I told you last week, your thoughts have an emotion attached to it, which your emotion has a corresponding action attached to it. So you can actually, because of someone's behavior, you can see what they think. You can see how they think. You can see how they think because of their corresponding action. All right. You know, you hit a hot point. They think, they have an emotion, and then they respond. You know that. You've done that. You're proficient in that. For real, this is what happens. This is what happens. So, but there's a behavior that goes with, you know, raising your hands. Being a believer. Receiving salvation. There's a behavior that goes with that. So I want to just put this one up here. Proverbs, before we get in and make sure we got it. Proverbs 24, Amplified 16 through 18. Because sometimes we forget is who we are. Yeah? All right. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16. Mm -hmm. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. But hold, the on, hold on, hold on. The righteous man, that just man, he falls. He sure can. Absolutely. Seven times, he said. You know, seven is the number of completion. He should be completed after the seven. But maybe not. Maybe not. It should come to an end. Okay. However, for the righteous man, go ahead. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. Mm. Stop. That's a comma right there. That's, that should just be like a whoo, say la. But he rises again. Because a man that's in a fall, a unjust man can't rise up. An unjust man cannot rise up. So the just man can rise up. He can. Now, it's according to how he's thinking, but he can. Oh, okay, I got some. Come on, let's do this. Go ahead. But the wicked are overthrown by calamity. So be careful <laughs> when you trip and stumble. Okay? Okay, come on. Verse 17. Rejoice not when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles or is overthrown. Hold up. Th these are some little things that, as believers, we miss. So a lot of times, you know, you, you're happy when somebody that hurt you get hurt. 
I need everybody to look up. Don't look down the little man behind the chair right here. You're treading on dangerous ground. And you need to know that. See, this is what a shepherd do. See, it's like, I don't want to get here and tell you some Bible stories, which is good. But right now you need, listen, a shepherding lesson. Because if you give this, if gave this to me, some of you either dealing with this or you will be, you will be dealing with this. Now you have something. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Oh, what are you getting right now? That's right. How the enemy operates through you. Listen, through your ignorance. Not intelligence, ignorance, lack of knowledge of God. Okay? So now you got one up on them. All right? Let's get one up. Let's get one up. Here we go. Go ahead. Verse 18. No, no, no. Start that over again. Verse 17. Rejoice not when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles or is overthrown. Mm. Go ahead. Verse 18. Lest the Lord see it, and it be evil in his eyes, and displease him. And he turn away his wrath from him to expend it upon you, the worse offender. How many of y'all seen that in there? <laughs> See, this is, this is some things you need to think about before you respond to a situation. God fights your fight. You don't have to. You're called to love. Okay? You're called to love. See, I told you, there's some fundamental things that, as believers, that we miss, that we should be, this should be innate in us. This should be natural for us. You're called to live in a, a supernatural life, not a natural life. I'm going to say it on this side. You're called to live a supernatural life, not a natural life. You're called to live a supernatural, not a natural life. That's right. I'm going to say exactly what the word said. That means that you're supposed to operate in faith. Faith is Hebrews 11.1. 1. So we can go there. So see, we've got a good foundation. So now when the word comes from, you'll be like, okay, I'm supposed to receive this by Faith. Okay. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see. You can stop right there. So faith has nothing to do with the seen realm. Ever. Faith has to do with the unseen. Faith has nothing to do with manifestation. That's manifestation when it shows up. But faith, true faith, has to deal with the unseen. That's true faith. That's biblical faith. I know they've been teaching you to, to pray in faith when you have an accumulation of things, material things, you have faith now. That represents that you have strong faith because you believe God. All you had to do was pay your bills. 
and you could get the house or the car. The problem is, it's character. Not your face, it's your character. You can never go beyond your character. Okay? So. Oh, don't. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the evidence, the evidence, the evidence of things not seen. That's faith. And these who believe died in faith. Not seeing, uh oh, the promise. But he just told you you had the title deed. That means you own it. It's yours. You own it. This is why he told him, go and possess the land because I said it's yours. I said you're healing. I'm not healing. I've already healed. That's the promise. Now, possess it by faith. Not seeing. But still believing. That's faith. See, we get faith and manifestation twisted. And the longer Abraham did not see what God said for his son, he said he grew stronger in his faith. So when you don't see it, that's faith. And you still believe that he said what he said. Abraham believed God was accounted and accredited to him as what? Righteousness. I know you heard this before, but you might not have heard it this way. And you are just and the just shall live, exist, inhabit. You save. Everybody whip out your paper. Show me that you got your save letter in the mail from God. Show me it. Anybody got one? You filled with the Holy Ghost. Show me that paper too. It's by faith. Everything is by faith. <laughs> See, but you got a promise. You have the title D. The title D means it's yours. You have the Holy Spirit. He is yours. He's the promise. And Abraham became the father of faith. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm talking to a whole lot of Jewish people in here. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You, do me a favor. Can I show y'all something? Y'all know when I say that, you know I got you. Go to Romans. This ain't the less. This is some education stuff you need to know. Yeah, things you need to know first. We're gonna get into the lesson. I got you. Trust me. All right. First, first I'm gonna go to. Okay, y'all love the word. Okay, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by your complaint. It's by the word. So faith comes by hearing, but faith works by love. Okay, man, let it flow. This, 
Before I go there, I just got to show you because y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready. Y'all think I just said made a statement for nothing. Minister, go to Hebrews. No, not Hebrews. Stay in Romans. Romans uh, 2. Ready? 27 and 29. Uh, New Living Translation. I like this one. Romans chapter 2 at verse 27. This is the New Living Translation. In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law but don't obey it. Verse 28. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents. Or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. Verse 29. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. All right. All right. All right. All right. Y'all don't want to hear that though, right? No, you said you love God. You forget you are engrafted in. You were a wild olive branch you are engrafted in you will listen gentile means without covenant so now you have a covenant because you are engrafted in you think a jew is an ethnicity he said not because you have a parent it's because you believe i want to help all my i want to help all my black hebrew israelite brothers With the truth. See, 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 see what I was telling you is how we think. See, and then the scripture should make it clear to you. My thinking is wrong, erroneous. But the word of God is true. He said, allow, let this mind be in you. Oh, oh, oh. They ain't ready. Yeah, we can read that again. Yes, we can. I'm going to help y'all. I want to help you. I'm trying. I'm going to help y'all because we're getting this thing all mixed up. And you're allowing the enemy come in to who you really are. I'm trying to do it. All right. Ready? See, you're supposed to be lovers of truth. And that's what you're getting. A lot of times in church, you're not getting the truth. You get an amalgamation, a mixture. All right, here we go. I didn't say it. God said it. Look at Paul talking here. Go ahead. Start right there. Verse 29. Start right there where it say no. (laughs) No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by God's spirit. Listen. See, this is how you're supposed to think. I could just send you home with that one. (laughs) See, I need you to see some things when you are talking to your brother and you Mm. sister that's in Christ and this is not to 
authority over them, the knowledge that you have, is to show them and present them with the truth. So you are engrafted into the Jewish I want to say this. Community. Because that's a Hebrew Jewish word. Community. And you don't know it. We get offended when somebody says, you hear the word Jew. What? Jewish? Y'all Jewish? No, you No, I'm a spiritual Hebrew. And also Hebrew means one that has crossed over. And they crossed over the Jordan. That is a representation of that. When Moses walked through the Red Sea, that was a symbolism of the baptism. I'm trying. See, you think you got to be at a huge mega church. No, Revelation is in the cleft of the rocks. Real. The real kingdom. The real kingdom. He says that he has ministers. Satan has us. He's masquerade himself as, listen, as ministers of light. Ain't that what a pastor's supposed to be? Ain't that what you're supposed to be? But he says Satan has masqueraded, disguised himself and his ministers. It's the same thing. So how do you distinguish what is what? See, sometimes you have to uproot what you've been learning. I told you my job is to point you to the root and you have to cut it. So if if they've been disguised as angel light, then that's another Jesus then. It's not the real Jesus. It's not the real Yahshua. And that just simply means salvation. Right. It don't mean Christmas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't get mad. You said you want to learn. You said you want the truth. So if I present you the truth, guess what you have to do and what you were designed to do? is choose. You have to choose. You, listen, you can... You, to, to have truth, you have to have a choice. There were two trees in the garden. In order to choose right, you have to be two choices. You have to make a choice. You were designed to make choices. Choose this day. Choose this day who you will serve. You have to choose. So I'm just trying. I'm, I'm really, that's what the word's supposed to do. And you should know the truth and the truth shall set you out of the bondage of religion and put you in a relationship, a real living relationship, like with your husband and wife. That's real. That ain't no fictitious. That's real. And he wants that. Oh, man. I'm trying to get there, y'all. This is just the prelude. This is just to get you, get you where we need to go. Oh, okay. But to do this thing, 
Y'all good with the Hebrew? Y'all all right? Yeah. Hey, y'all. You, you have to be careful. You have to be careful, you know, and there's different types of Jews. There's rabbinic, there's orthodox, Talmudic, you know. There's a different types of Jews. All, <laughs> that ain't the one you want to make sure. See, that's why you got to have somebody that pastor to teach you which one would you listen. Jesus was Jewish. No, in the sense, you know, he was. But I love what that thing said. It didn't matter about your mother and your father because right. you, you were born like that, but you didn't keep and you didn't obey my commandments. See, everything in the kingdom is predicated on obedience. See, you have a choice today to decide what is truth. What you've known to be truth or what I'm going to show you what is truth is. And I'm going to... Okay, you have to make the choice. Amen. And you're going to watch. I ain't going to deviate from that book right there. I ain't going to deviate from that book. I'm going to show you in Scripture. See, you have a responsibility as a believer. And it's not just to sit and occupy that chair. Oh, my goodness. You're a real shepherd today. <laughs> Y'all know my job? Jeremiah. Come on, 15-3, or 3-15, should I say. Come on, make sure. Yeah, both are good. <laughs> Slide that in. Jeremiah chapter 3 at verse 15. I didn't make this up. All right. All right. Go ahead. And I will give you spiritual shepherds. Who's talking? All right. He's talking to Jeremiah by the spirit of God. Right. Amen. He's telling him, I'm going to do this. Not you. Go ahead. I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart. Now, he didn't say carnal shepherds, hirelings. He said spiritual. And to be spiritual, he tells you right there in the next in the next sentence. After my own heart in the final time. Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. So in the King James, y'all see that say reason. That's that word means judgment. Come on, let's come on, let's talk. Let's talk about this. How you're feeling right now, how you're thinking. Let's judge this. Is it right? And in this passage, he's this shepherd, it's gonna feed you. That's what a shepherd does. He keeps you on the path, listen, where you can eat. He knows the way. In God's kingdom, you have to have a shepherd. You can't shepherd yourself. In God's kingdom, he ascribed shepherds, teachers, prophets, pastors. Listen, evangelists, the fivefold, that's in his kingdom. But see, a lot of us in our own kingdoms, I don't need one. Well, the Bible said that you're going to have to, I have to take an account for you well if I can't find you how come I have an account and when you meet him he gonna ask you okay well where's your pastor because I sent him he's the one that takes an account for you you take an account for the deeds that you've done in the body and the body 
All right. So be careful. All right. See, they don't teach. They don't, they don't do this at the mega church. They ain't got time. My concern should be your final destination. My, my, my purpose, I should be concerned with your final destination and not just let you live any way you want to because you come in and do a tithe and offer. That's not going to get you in. It's that you obey, uh, you are willing, you are servant with, we're co-laborers. All right. A lot of times we, we go to church, but we don't really know to pass the job. He's just to be worshipped. No, I have too much fear to let you do that. I told you, the shepherd should smell just like the sheep because he's been with the sheep. Amen. All day and all night. Woo. Got to say that one last week. But anyway. Right. This is what you got to have. This is good. This is, this, is, this is the word of God. See? We don't have a good understanding of what we're doing when we come to church. How can we function? And if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you'll abuse it. So I want to make sure that you understand your function. That's God's likeness because you're creating his likeness. That means how you function. Okay. All right. Y'all ready now? Oh, do we need to do some more review? We can. <laughs> Teachers. <laughs> okay. I have to tap in just for a minute because last week we were talking about, as well, I'm telling you about um, the battle for the new mind. And that's where uh, everything stems from is how you think. The war is over your thoughts. When, when he accuses you, it's your thoughts. See, down here on earth, this is like one big courtroom. I have witnesses. I have a prosecutor. We have the defendant, Holy Spirit. We, see, we have a judge, a just judge. And we have a sentence. See, this down here is just one big court. Yeah, you sure do. That's right. That's right. You got an accuser. And that's in my message. That's what, that's what we are. This is one big courtroom. So you on trial. Right now. All right. You on trial now. But we, we act like we ain't on trial. We just act and do what we want. In his kingdom, you can't. He does not bless disorder. He blesses order. That's what God does. He blesses order. And we don't like that. <laughs> okay. And I said something also, I'm going to make sure, you know, Holy Spirit is so important. A lot of us have done a lot of things in our life, even as believers. But I, I'm going to keep telling you, if you feel convicted, that means God is still with you. If you don't feel convicted, see, where he leaves you then, now you are condemned. And he told you in his word, there is now no nation. But the enemy keeps you in there. But and, and the Holy Spirit is the one that brings conviction. So when you sin, how long does it take you before you are convicted? See, me, I might not get to that 
That little piece of tape right there before I don't say something that conviction come to me. Some of y'all, it's four, five days a week, maybe. You ain't convicted. You just condemned now. You're just remorseful. You're not, you, you, you didn't get convicted. Because I can't leave out of here until I get it right. I can't go to sleep on that. Because the Bible said that, listen, men, your prayers will be hindered. So your prayers for your family, he can't hear. Bouncing off the ceiling. So that ought to tell you how powerful your prayers are and the purpose of you getting it right. Yeah? I love y'all. I really do. I really do. See, it's the worst thing to do all of this and you don't get in because you refuse to think different. You do all this and you do all, but you don't get in because it's the way you think. And this is what he comes to us to help us clarify, direct us, command. Command means direct. And these are my commandments. They direct you. And don't nothing stop me from coming to the house of God. I don't care what is happening. Everything else has to bow to my servitude. I told y'all last week, what does a waiter do? A waiter serves. So, and them that wait upon the Lord. That's what we're waiting upon the Lord. So in the meantime, while you're waiting upon the Lord, sword, serve. That's what you need to do is serve. Right? I told you the anointing comes by association and it grows out of desperation. So a lot of times you can't get with the past and whatever. But listen, why don't you start serving? And when you start serving, the wisdom, the knowledge that you need will be imparted to you because of your association. Hello? All right. All right. Not bad for 55 years old, huh? Wisdom. It's the primary thing. How many of y'all men are asking for wisdom? It's the primary thing. So, when you ask for that, thank you, Joseph. Amen. Got both hands up. And he stood up. Amen. So, when you ask, I'm going to put you in a situation where you will have to Use it. Really boils down to choice. Wisdom is skill. How to maneuver in this life. Amen? All right. Let's get this thing. <laughs> it's going in here. Woo! All right. What's up, man of God? Dustin? All right. I got about four more books I'm going to bring, uh, present to a couple of men that I really want to impart in. Amen? So it's coming. All right. See, you could tell a man uh, uh, what he is and how he is because of his library. Okay. You need to have a library. What, who, who's mentoring you? Should be the pastor. Anyway. All right. You can't have four mentors. Okay. No, you can't. All right. Let's get this thing going here. All right. Man. So last week we were talking about, <laughs> they love to talk. All right. 
All right. I said last week, I'm a, I have to paraphrase, but I have to really get it because I got to tie it into where we're going today. Amen? Battle for the new mind. All right. I'm going to pick up right where I left off at. And I, I think we did Philippians 4, 8, but we're not going to go there right now. We'll go there later. And I was telling y'all that you, listen, you have to stop letting the devil, you have to stop saying that the devil made you do it. Okay? You have to stop saying that the devil made you do it. You have to take responsibility. You have to take sole responsibility for what you have come in agreement with. Mm. Mm. Oh, is it, I'm good. Oh, well, great. There you go. All right, there we go. Am I back online? All right, turn me up a little bit now. I, don't know, I can't hear myself. All right, you got me up? I don't want nobody to miss nothing. I want them to hear, you know, I do some hard peas. <laughs> All right, okay. I do some hard ones. All right, I need y'all to stop. Listen. Saying the devil made you do it, and you need to take responsibility, sole responsibility for what you come in agreement with. Okay? This is finishing up on a page and a half from last week, and then I'll jump into where we're going. Amen? So stop doing that, all right? All right. Stop coming in agreement. I'm going to say it again. You have to take responsibility for what you come in agreement with within your, listen, Within your life, Satan did not make Adam and Eve, Ish and Ishai, do anything. They came into agreement with the thoughts, listen, of Satan. They came into the thoughts of Satan. They came in agreement. Y'all know, just like I was telling you, when you do the seed of complaint, and the first thing you do is find another complainer. To come in agreement with you. That's what Satan did. It just happened to be a third of the angels in heaven. They came in agreement with his complaint against God. He came. Listen, they came. He came in a, in a disagreement with God of his position. What he thought he should be instead of what God created him to be. That's how we do sometimes too. It's not good enough just to be the usher. God has anointed you for that. But again, it's how I think. And then that thought has an emotion. And then that thought, that emotion has a corresponding action. And so now you serve reluctantly. When that's where you're supposed to be picking up your anointing. The problem is I put you there because I, I know what you can. I know, I know you. I've got a plan for you. I've already planned it all out for you. I have this great reward, a crown of life waiting for you. But you won't humble yourself. All these things and all these gifts are about humbling yourself. Your growth in Christ is about humbling yourself. And we won't do it. I told you, money don't make you mean or aggressive. It just makes you more what you already are. If you're kind, it's going to make you kinder. If you're angry, it's going to make you angrier. Yeah? yeah? All right. It only makes you more what you are already, how you think. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. A teacher. 
when the enemy comes to us, it sounds just like our own thoughts. Y'all missing it? I said when the enemy comes to us, it sounds just like our own thoughts. That's why we believe. That's why we believe. Listen, that's why we believe the lie. Because it sounds just like what I would do. You know why? Because my feelings now are attached. Okay. Because it feels like me. I told you, you, you know, we don't really know us. We don't know how we actually think. Because he's been so intermingled with your thoughts, you can't distinguish, discern who is who. Go ahead. Our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual, listen, wickedness in high places. Master spirits, it says, sound just like you. See how he got us already? See, if we understood this, we wouldn't be arc. We wouldn't be fighting. Because you would be able to discern the voice of the enemy. But it's so intermingled in you that you cannot distinguish, discern his voice. I bet you it sounded just like God to Adam and Eve. Woo! And they knew his voice because they walked together in the cool of the day. So he was familiar with his voice. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Satan comes in our voice. And it sounds just like me from within me. Oh, see. Mm Mm-mm. And it comes, and when it comes like that, it comes as your own perspective. This is why you have a problem when somebody else gives you another perspective. Am I getting to anybody? See, you've been thinking it's you. And you are so custom because of the inward voice. Sounds just like you. Must be. I feel it. It must be true. Mm. Mm. Jesus said in John 8, 44. He said, you are of your father, the devil. He's talking to the Pharisees, the religious people who know God, who know the voice of God. Who know all that he does and all he expects. He was talking to them. You are of your father, the devil. Now I could go a whole lot of places with this type of teaching in that statement that he made. Because I could get into the bloodlines. 
But then that's going to open up a, another part that you ain't ready for when it talks about the Nephilim in the land. That's a Friday night teaching. That's a Friday night. We're going to get in there. Some things you need to know. When Joshua went to the land, there were giants in the land. And that's what, see, we don't understand. Like when you got a circumstance, a situation, yeah. And we saw it then as physical giants and, you know, all these things. But it's the same thing with you. You're afraid, you know, to live. Go ahead. You're afraid to live holy. It's giants in my past. See, you're afraid too. And he said that it is yours. Possess the land. It's yours. I promise you. And I cannot lie. Okay. See, we're just hearers of the word. But it's another thing to be a doer of the word. See, in the kingdom of God, you have to face your fears. Okay. Oh, teach I just, I'm telling you. You got it next week, right? Okay. See, we, we do like maybe two weeks, maybe one week, and then I teach like four, then she come back to one, something like that, but however it work out. It's a good one. It's a good one. She's an anointed teacher. Amen. You better be ready when she teach. See, that's how husband and wife supposed to be. We're running this race together. I give her the baton. She got to take it, and it shouldn't drop, and vice versa. Okay. All right. <laughs> Listen to this. Amen. Listen, he said it. <laughs> he said to the Pharisees, what? Listen, he said, you are of your father, the devil. What Jesus was saying is that the source of how you think comes from your father. <sighs> Teacher. He was saying the source of how you think comes from the enemy. The source of how you think comes from Satan's kingdom. Come on, y'all. I need y'all to be real with me in here. He was exposing. Matter of fact, did we have it up there? Go ahead and read that, minister. John chapter 8 at verse 44. If you haven't already read it, go ahead. You are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar himself, and the father of lies and of all that is false. Wow. My goodness. All that is false. He cannot speak the truth. It's not in him no longer. Father is not in him anymore. Listen to this. Pharisee, he was saying, Jesus was saying, uh, this is the source of how you think from the enemy. 
the source of how you think comes from the comes from Satan's kingdom. He was exposing, listen, the genesis of their thoughts. Everything, your attitude, everything that you struggle started in the garden. Your fallen nature started in the garden because of one man's sin. So the way you act, not prior to being saved, is in your fallen state. That state of you was birthed in the garden. Y'all got it? When Adam fell, all men come out of Adam. And that's why you're born with a sin nature. That child who is two years old and you ask them, they take that candy and they say no. That's in their nature. But the other part that we always miss is that they, they will have to know the truth to say no. They will have to. See, it's already in you. I can show you scripture that is already in you. He couldn't say no. He couldn't say a lie without not knowing the truth. See? Oh, my God. Woo, here we go. Here we go. All right. So he was at the genesis of their thoughts, beginning. How they were living. How they strayed from the heart of God. Listen, from what God had intended for them to walk in. But they went another way. He said, you are of your father. The devil. Matthew 16. I want ESV on this one. Matthew 16, 21, 23. Matthew chapter 16 at verse 21. This is in the ESV translation. Mm -hmm. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But he turned. And said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Oh. He was not calling Peter Satan. What Jesus was doing in that moment, he was switching Peter's spiritual lens. And helping him, listen, to recognize the source of his thoughts. That's what he was doing. And he turned to Peter and said, those are not my thoughts. I already planned your life. Matter of fact, I've already prayed for you. So I know whose voice I'm hearing. But it was in Peter's voice. In his own voice. Sounded like Peter. Just like demons, you know. This what happens when you go, you know, y'all get into you know, Johns and Edwards. And y'all go to these, you know, these mediums. 
And it sounds just like my mother. Yes, because it's a familiar spirit. That's been on your bloodline, been following you every place you go. Oh, it's real. Oh, it's real. Church blind. I told you, how many of y'all got Jesus calling in your repertoire? Mm, how many of you got that book? Don't raise your hand. That book was channeled. That book was channeled. And it's running rampant through the church. And the church don't care. They got, some of them do know. Because the information is there. They choose not to. They choose to turn away. I know y'all going to get mad at me, but Christmas is not in the word. It's not in the word. Find the entomology of the word and find out where it came from. Before you ascribe it to my king. See, this is what we do. See, I told him, if the world is doing it and the church is doing it, something's wrong. They sure it is. I know, I know. I listen. I, see, and people get offended because you don't have an answer for them. It's not about, listen, we celebrate him every day. And I want to be, I want to be, I don't want to put him to open shame. I want to know, I, wanna, I want him to know that I know you because I know what you love. And I know what you like. And he's telling them, the Pharisees, you are just religious. You keep my, you keep the rituals. You keep all of them. But then he turned to the Pharisees, the ones that say they're waiting on Jesus. And he said, you are of your father, the devil. See, it's, it's you people get upset because you think you're coming after Jesus. You're not coming after Jesus. I'm presenting you with a choice. Truth. Find out what them little bells mean. Find out what, find out what you read, the tree, and all those type of things. And find out before I ascribe it to my God. I want to know because I want to please him. And I don't need to be ignorant. And when I'm ignorant of something with God, the enemy takes an advantage. He gets an advantage over me. Checkmate. See, a true G, true, it's, it's with your heart. See, this is the whole part we miss. I celebrate my God every day. Every day. And I don't need the world amulets and trimmings to represent God. Because everything has an origin. And as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be in the second coming of the Son of Man. Well, what was the days of Noah like? It was rampant with paganism. That's why you see it now. Yoga in our schools. We got churches bringing in psychics on the. Listen, this is what they're hiring. Oh, there's a great apostasy, great falling away. But see, he's subtle. And then he's been studying you. And I know how you think. Because if I give you a thought about Christmas, you're going to have an emotion attached to it. 
And then that emotion is going to bring an offense. And that's exactly what he wants to do. Don't you think God know how he wants to be worshipped? Don't you think he know what's acceptable? But you've been going, see, it's that voice. It's been there so long. That root, that seed of complaint, that seed is deep in you. I'm trying. He said, keep my feast. Keep my ordinances. He didn't say be religious about them because you can be religious about them. You serve, you do Hanukkah. Hanukkah just simply means dedication. So every place you see dedication in your English translation, it should be Hanukkah. But see, this is how we, this is how he gets us. This is how he gets us in our ignorance. His name is salvation. Every time you see Jesus, it's a translation. Jesus is a translation of Yeshua. It is a translation. It still has power. You can still say Jesus and you can say Yeshua. It's a translation, but it still has power. The enemy know exactly what you mean. He know all the languages. All right. See, so see, this is how he gets us so much, and nobody. And my thing of it is, when people, this is, I'm gonna bring you the truth, and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not gonna, you know, be offended because you don't understand Hanukkah. It just means dedication, and that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's a time of dedication. But they don't commercialize it so much. Now it's in a blending, it's an amalgamation. It's not, it's not what it's about. It's not about giving gifts. See? And we get an offense. But, but oh, oh, I thought you was grafted in. So when you become a citizen of another nation, because you are now a citizen of another nation, you do what the nation does. Every time they colonize a, a, a nation, what is the first thing they do is change the language. Yeah. That's why you got all the islands speak English right. and that African. Yeah. I'm gonna, no, mm -mm, no, you got to go there. See, but when you come to the kingdom, you got a new language, too. You got When you come to the kingdom of God, though I speak in the tongues of angels, and not me, he said, and I had not loved, listen, I sound like a noisy, clangy symbol. So when you come to the kingdom, you got a new language. Yeah. It is by faith. Now you speak by faith. See, that's your new language. And the people were of one language. In the upper room, they were of one language. And now, nothing that they imagine. No, you got the church saying, no, we don't speak. We don't do this. No, it's one language. You come to a new kingdom. You're in a new kingdom. It has its own language. It has its own holidays. Yeah? And not no made up ones. I'll come for Kwanzaa in a minute. It's made up. They borrowed the menorah. 
See, y'all, y'all don't want to be real. Y'all just want to play games. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. You know, the tree that you hear about in Germany, I told y'all, is, it's not that it's a Christmas tree because they didn't have Christmas trees then. The tree that you read about in Jeremiah is that they were carving it, carving it into a idol. That's what they were doing. So every time you bend down, put your present there. You give an offering. You give an offering. You bowing down to it. But see, but see, <laughs> Murray, listen, Murray, but listen, it's 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 spiritual. See. But the trick of the enemy is to make you think it's not. Right. Oh, it's just a gift. You can get a gift any day. How come all the churches ain't open on Christmas and it just flooded in? How come when I see the new car commercial, I don't see the brand of, uh, you know, the, the call for salvation on there? Romans 10, 9. I don't see it just rolling up underneath. If it's about Christ. No, it's called the spirit of Christmas. See, but this is what I'm saying. I, I know. Don't get mad, please. I love you. I want to bring you understanding. I, I, had, look, I had to bring over my eyes, too. I had to open my eyes, too. See, I cared more what was pleasing to God than my family. Because when I got saved, my family... Left me for a moment, just for a little bit, just for a little bit, just for I was raised, y'all. I told y'all, I raised my mother was Jehovah's Witness for four, fifty-one years, okay. and on her bed of affliction, her son came to her, and everybody in the room had to leave because it's her time. I got to get her now because if she get up out of here, she's going to go back. Now it's your time. See, see, see. But if I was religious and ashamed of my God. See, when they buried her, the elder from the ministry supposed to place her in the ground from the kingdom hall. In North Carolina, guess what? He never showed up. You know why? Because her son put her there. See, that was a sign to let you know she's mine now. Ain't nobody going to put her there except you. Because she's with you now. All right. See, I'm going to see my mother again. Ooh, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. I told you, you got to have a pastor that's designed for your wilderness journey. See, you can't never end. You can't never quit. You can never quit. Four and a half hours before she died. Not only that, baptized and spoke in tongue on her deathbed. Don't tell me the power of God is not real. Don't tell me the power of God is not real. And I got a witness right there. Y'all playing. See, he got you all in your emotions and feelings. He's the accused. Woo! I'm still, I ain't even got to the teaching from last night. Good God Almighty. Woo! Huh? I'll take it. 
All right. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to finish this right. I'm going to finish this right here. Okay, hold on, y'all. Woo! I'm going to finish this right here. So listen to this. Listen to this. He was telling Peter, listen, that thought, that thought that you had, Peter, that thought of preventing the mission and the assignment of what Jesus came to do. Listen, these thoughts are not just blatant. They are designed to be subtle. See, this is why I can't get with husband and wife. I fuss on what? Don't y'all understand what's going on here? Don't you understand this covenant that you and I have is so powerful? The enemy will bring confusion, and God don't bring confusion. Now, what he does is he brings that division. He divides you. You got to choose. What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do with that thought? Subtle. Subtle means this, teacher. In a manner that is so delicate or precise as to be difficult to analyze, listen, or describe. Subtlety. This is how he comes. This is how he enters in. That's why he's a snake. He didn't come as a roaring lion then. In the garden, he came as a snake. Subtle. Did y'all hear that definition? This is how he comes. In the manner, subtlety. This is what he does. This is what he does in your ear. It means in a manner that is so delicate. Or precise as to be difficult to analyze or describe. It sounds just like that. That was me. Now that one. That, no, that was me. No, I felt that. I felt that. That was me. Satan hides in your voice. Mm. He hides in your voice. What did that tell you about your voice? See, it is power. And see, God's kingdom is spoken. And God said. See, God's kingdom is spoken. So what should we say to this thing? What should we say? If you say to that mountain, See, God's kingdom is spoken. And this is why he knows it. This is why you abuse each other with words. Because words, they move things. They create things. They make things from the unseen come into the seen. Words. And God said. His word, his kingdom is spoken. And the worlds were framed by the word of God. And Jesus came into his, listen, into his word. The word came into his word and became flesh. And dwelt among us and just like they rejected him, we reject him. Oh, God. Y'all hear this? Satan hides 
and your voice. See, you need to know your voice. And you need to know the voice of the enemy. Well, you can't do that if you don't know the voice of God. Who's speaking to you? Is that an angel of light or an angel of darkness? Which one is speaking to me? Paul said, know thyself. Teacher. These thoughts are not just blatant. Like this. Like you're going to die. You're lusting. After that person. May be true. Many times there are underlining thoughts that go, listen, undetected. He's subtle. Like no one, like no one is listening to me. You have no worth. Oh, y'all know that. Be afraid. See, you said that. About yourself. That's not you. That's not you. That's his voice hiding in your voice. Be afraid. You better worry. You need to. You need to do this right now for your life. Mm-hmm. People are not going to look after me. I come to church, they don't care about me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get you to see who's speaking. See, the only way he can do this if you don't know the love of God and you fall for it. Okay, I'm trying to tell you. Y'all learning something today? Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm going to let you go. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Listen to this. <laughs> no one is going to look after me. This isn't going to work out. Oh, I'm tired of that one. This one ain't going to work out. I don't feel, I don't know how many times, this one ain't going to work out. Oh, oh. You know, that last thing that happened to me, mm-mm, it's going to happen again. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Watch this. This is the kind of stuff that floats, listen, underneath the radar. Okay. Y'all got to be careful. It's how you think. And I don't think we know how to think. Because we've been so manipulated on how to think with our feelings and our emotions. That's how we think. Okay. How we feel. Those things are under the radar. It doesn't cause immediate damage. Mm -mm. But over time. Uh-oh, here we go. It causes tremendous trouble. It's going to be really hard for you to hear the truth because of the way you've been thinking. And when you hear the truth, you don't know what to think. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. 
So what do you do? You get offended. Because you don't know how to think. Okay. I mean, I'm just kind of telling you stuff you already know about yourself. You know. Kind of know this about yourself. All right. But it's different. It's different. See, if God has given us, that means he wants change. It's giving the opportunity to change. Amen. You're not here by, uh, because you thought you're here because this is what he wants you to hear today. He is a just God. And if you say you love him, he's going to present the truth to you. Now you're going to have to choose all that you heard. Teacher, I'm almost, I'm almost finished. All right. All right. Listen to this. But over time, it comes tremendous trouble. And the thief, listen, will have his works. Because you have to have works too. You said the Bible said your works follow you to him. So your works going to be put to the fire to see what, what remains. Not your sin, your works. Okay. Not your works to get saved. That was already done. Your works. Did you forgive? Did you serve? Did you love? Mm. Okay. We don't want them works. <laughs> yes, you do. You definitely want them works. This is another thing that we got to get. You hear so much about this uh, OCD. This is just, watch this, the enemy bombarding you with thoughts. That's, that's what it is. Go ahead and diagnose that. Put that down when y'all serve. It's just the enemy bombarding you with thoughts. All at once. That's why you don't know what to do. I know. So this is going to help y'all. See, the stuff in the field that y'all in, it's not natural. It's spiritual. You just see the manifestation in the flesh. I can go somewhere with that one. Because when you sin, it's not you. It's the spirit in you that's causing you to do these acts, these things. He's abusing you. He's molesting you. He's doing all the things to you. But you think it's you because you it. See? You're welcome. He knows he got you with your feelings. Because your feelings is going to have a corresponding action. And you're going to act on what you've been thinking. Every time. Y'all make this thing too hard. It's just thoughts that he's bombarding you with. He, this is what you're saying. I can't get rid of these thoughts. You really need to know your thoughts. think you would know the thoughts of God. All you got to do is pick up the word. Think on these things. Think on these things. You would, you would think if you don't, I can't stop doing, go to the word. He'd tell you, think on these things. See, I, I wanted to get, I ain't got time to do it today. 
Oh, man. So watch this, teacher. Okay. <laughs> you think you would know your thoughts, right? You would think you would know the thoughts to take. You would think you would know the thoughts to take by now. Just to save yourself. You would know by now. You would know right now. What you say yourself? You would know right now. No. No. Because the enemy is still lying to you that you are your thoughts. True. But it's his thoughts. That's the lie. And you won't take God's thoughts, which is the truth. You still choose him. No one makes you sin. No one makes you rebel. You choose. Because that's how you think. Listen to that. So when you read the word, it's creating, teacher. Come on, stand up. A whole new stream behind me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, it is. And you know, I'm hearing God at the same time. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. So there's a lot of things going on, but I can do all things. Through God. All right. Watch this. So this is it. I'm fine. I'm serious. You need to know how you think. And I say you would think you would know what thoughts to take. You know, like the word of God. So when you read it, it's creating a new stream of thoughts. Let me say it again, T-Call. <laughs> right in the... What is that, God? Every time I was <laughs> She know I'm playing with her. I love her. She's an awesome woman of God. She's inspired a lot of my teachings. Listen, when you read it, it's creating a whole new stream of thoughts that are, listen, that are designed for your software. Your biological software. When you read the word, it streams new thoughts catered exactly by his designer, which is God. This is why he tells you to think. He's telling you to think. Not only are your thoughts, your thoughts are tied to your health. Your emotions are tied to your health. It's a tied to your good. It's like your gut. It's your second brain. And, and I felt that. I, I, you know, I felt that deep in my stomach, in my belly. I felt that. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, we, we miss so much. The word is so simple and you make it complex. Yeah, that's right. And you remove them. Yo, everything is tied to that. So the autoimmune. The autoimmune. So where it started? And you're good. All disease, I think it was Socrates that said it too, all disease comes from the belly. It's so important to understand your emotions. That would trigger 
and, aff- and affecting you. Something, episode, trigger and effect. And affect your body because of an emotion. Stress. Distress. Teacher. Hey. Hi, Pastor. <laughs> Man, she got more nose than me. I do not. I do not. I'm sorry. I will not be up here <laughs> another half an hour, only probably five minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Can we truly give God sincere hand clap of praise for the engrafted word of God that's able to save our soul? Now, a lot of times you've heard me get up here and say, may we give God a hand clap of praise and that he's able to save our soul. The question is, why is that our soul? I'm not going to, I'm not up here to do another teaching. I'm simply up here to bring a condensed, and I say it every time because you need to know the role that Pastor and I actually play. He is the shepherd, I'm the teacher, and the teacher is gifted to bring understanding. Um, So I want to leave you with four words, right? With everything that you heard probably within an hour and a half, I want to leave you with four words. And when I do get up to teach, I'm going to, and it's so good because God has me in the same vein as I should be (laughs) with my shepherd. I'm going to help you to identify the corporate that is actually the mediator when it comes to the challenge in living out this Christian life. And we will have to first understand who you are how you're made. And if you don't understand how you're made, then you don't understand how you're supposed to function. You have a body. You're supposed to possess your soul. But your spirit. Here it is. You have a body. You possess, supposedly, your soul. What is your soul? Who your feelings are at. Your reasoning is, that's where your reasoning and feelings are at. Oh, I ain't going to get all to you right now. I'm just going to leave you with that part. <laughs> But we're going to deal with the mediator uh, whenever I get back up to teach. Because we need to really find out or remove the struggle in the life of the Christian. Amen? Amen. So you can grow expediently and remove all hindrance and obstacles that's been in, look, in your family generation. So when I heard faith this time, I heard faith like this, Pastor. A present state of being. We say that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith, I was like, oh. 
See what happened when it's your spirit and not my, not my flesh or my soul, but my spirit pulled it, my spirit received it. And my, your spirit brings reality. Your spirit does not bring word knowledge. It brings, it doesn't bring tradition. It brings reality of the kingdom. It's receiving the promise without seeing the promise. Faith is receiving the promise without seeing the promise. Faith simply is. So a good student does this. You exhaust the word until there's nothing left. Look, until there's nothing left, which means now Holy Spirit reveals because you have exhausted yourself of the word that you're studying. So now there's nothing left except now Holy Spirit to reveal what is. And then you're, look, this is when you give your, your spirit the opportunity to work along with Holy Spirit. Faith simply is be. Be in all its tense, its past present, future, be. Faith is eternal. This is why it simply is. Faith is having identity with. I can identify with the promise. It's one thing for me to tell you I have something for you, but you have to identify with what I said, which means you have to be able to relate to. We can't seem to relate to the word of God. We relate to tradition. We relate to how we were brought up. We relate to our interaction with people, our family. We relate to that. When you can relate to something, it lives. See, the word of God seems to still be dead with us because we can't relate to it. We can't identify. I can't identify with the streets. I can't identify because I, that life I haven't lived. See, it's a certain talk, it's a certain behavior in the streets. So to me, it's not a reality. Okay. I just want to give you an example. Faith itself means having reality that's undisturbed. That means there's no interruption of my truth. Oh, see, y'all playing games. You're playing games with the word. 
that's the one word, faith, to leave with that. Second word was source. When Pastor talking about uh, the enemy, he's a source. The source of how you think comes from Satan. Naturally, the source of how you think comes from Satan. So I'm saying, well, what really is source? This is what a student does. See, scripture gets so familiar to us, we can, look, we're familiar with it, but we can't identify with it. Meaning I can quote it, I can finish it, but it's not my reality. Thus, I can't live it. So source, it is the generative force that causes. It means it's the original place from the force. It's the original place which generates a cause in your life. Source. And the apple can't come into existence except from the source, the tree. That has a generative force that causes it to be. Christ now is your source. You no longer realize, or it shouldn't be the reality, that my mother and father were my source from which I came from. Because when you're born again, and you're born now from the Spirit of God, He is my source, generative cause of my new life. Oh, see ya. Until that is a reality, my birth is still from my natural mother and father. And thus, I still live in the law of sin now and death because it's a cardinal, it is a fallen state of being. And thus, you still live from that. Renika, if that's not your reality, that my source is my creator. He's who I originated from, not my birth my mother and father. Third word. Practice. It says that you, you're from your father the devil. See, and you practice your desires. You practice your desires. So when you practice something, you become, you, you put it, first of all, you put, you put it in application, which means that you, you put it in action. It means that now that I put it in action, I practice it. And when you continue to practice, you become proficient. I become skilled at lying. I become skilled at hurting people. I become skilled. And sinning in general, whatever, and ways that you would do it. You become skilled. Because you're, and you, you become so skilled that you can't stand in the truth to save your own life. You can't position. To stand means to be upright. I can't be upright in truth because I... My desires, I practice them. 
of the flesh. I put them into action. Fourth word is will. Matter of fact, I can go back to the third word. Just go a little bit with practice. It means to put in operation. Sin is inactive until you put in operation. Just like the word of God is inoperable until you believe and put into operation. It's an actual application or use of an ideal, a thought. What thought are you putting into operation? This is why mother and daughter, father and son, all these different relationships, spouses, can't get along. Love can't remain. It's because what I have put into operation. And I practice. And I can't now, because I put into practice, I can't position myself upright with, look, the reality of my new birth. Come on. I need y'all to work me, work with me. It's an actual application or use of an ideal in or belief. Belief is reality as opposed to the theories relating to it. There are theories, thoughts, that opposes the word of God, which is the mind of God, his thoughts. So if you're practicing your desires, this is opposing the thoughts, ideal, the reality, your true reality of your new birth. So any and every time you hear the word of God, it would be impossible. Even though you say amen. Even though you cry, even though you come to the altar, it would be impossible for you to apply something else other than what you've already applied and put into operation. It cannot be your desires. You cannot put your desires in operation because once you do, it's impossible to change. Except we go back again in the mind of Christ, renewing your mind. See, but it takes a lot of work. And the enemy is counting on you consistently putting into operation your desires because every time you do that and disobey the word of God, it's going to become more difficult to have the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen.